the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Kulasan Taibin, everyone. May the blessing of Saint Mary be with everyone in every house, with every person, and may she and her blessings overshadow everyone's life and protect them from any evil. Um, it's always a great occasion to come and venerate and glorify and praise Saint Mary. And uh, no matter how many times we meditate and understand and try to um, learn lessons from St. Mary, also there are always more things to learn and more and more. But um, for the sake of the time, um, I will take from today's Gospel something similar that St. Mary will also teach us. St. Mary, of course, has so many virtues. St. Mary uh, teaches us um, how to be humble, um, purity, holiness, service, um, um, bearing with things, uh, bearing with cross, and, and many things. But the one thing that um, I would like to meditate on, of course, um, no matter how many times we talk about this topic, we also can be talked more and more and more. But this is one thing that we all do need to do, yet it's rarely that we do it in our life. Something that Mary here, Mary and Martha, um, so if you compare Mary and Martha here in this gospel, you'll see Martha is being distracted. The gospel actually said Martha was distracted with much serving. It's not something bad, but she is busy. She is distracted. Mary, on the other hand, teaches us what we need to learn. It's just coincidence that we're talking about Mary and also we're learning from St. Mary. So Mary here is teaching us how to take a time and be with our Lord Jesus Christ, meditating, contemplating in our life. So today we're talking about the life of meditation, the life of silence, meditation, and contemplation. Something that we need to do, if not on a daily basis, at least on a weekly basis. But we don't do, why? Because we're so distracted. St. Mary, um, on the other hand, uh, St. Mary, it says in the book of St. Luke, after everything that happened in chapter 2, so we talked about um, uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, uh, the announcement of Archangel, Archangel Gabriel to Zechariah, and we talk about the announcement to St. Mary and the birth of Saint, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, the birth of St. John the Baptist, the visitation of St. Mary to Elizabeth. Great things in just this one chapter which is one of the longest chapters in the New Testament. We divide it to four Gospels and Saba and the month of Kiak. It's very long. It has so many events. But St. Mary wouldn't talk. Few words, of course, as we know. But it says in the Bible of St. Luke chapter 2, it says, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She would see the, the shepherds would come, the wise men would come and, and offer gifts and, and she would like, what is going on? She was not distracted by the events, but she kept everything in her heart, meditating, contemplating in what's going on. He is the son of the highest. The angel told me that he is going to be the son of the highest. What am I seeing? What am I experiencing? Who is my son? My son is, is God, is the God of gods. How did I give birth to the God of gods? It's something not easy to, to comprehend. It's, it's not something easy to, to adjust, to digest. But she kept all this in her heart, pondering them in her heart. 
and thinking. Of course, uh, nowadays when anything happened, all what we care about, how to have a picture of this event and post it on social media. That's all what we have in mind. Oh, let's take a picture. Let's make sure I have a picture for this and post it. And I would love to see and hear the comments of everyone about this event that they went through. That's what goes in our mind. Actually, people make a lot of efforts just to go to one place, just to take one picture and say, like, I went there. We make a lot of efforts to go and meet someone just to take a selfie with that someone and say, like, I met that person. That's what people care about now. I, I don't think St. Mary, if the phone was there, I wouldn't think she would have a selfie with Jesus, like, hey, I have a selfie with God. I don't think she would have done that. That's not her, that's, she would not be distracted with all this. That's, that's not what's in her mind. Her mind is to keep, to ponder, and to meditate on the events. To make the long story short, many things in our life that we can meditate and contemplate in, in our life on. But we don't do that. Why are we so busy? And by the way, this is a plan. That's a plan from Satan. That's a plan from Satan that we are busy. I'm, I'm not saying we're busy with bad things or evil things, not necessary. But we're busy, we're distracted, as Martha was distracted here. We don't have time to pause and meditate and contemplate what's going on in our life, evaluate, reassess. And that makes a huge difference. Let's take some examples, and then we'll talk about what can we meditate on and how we can do it. I'll make it very short, I'll, I promise. For example, let's talk about a parable from the Bible. Like the prodigal son. I just love that parable in so many ways. So the prodigal son, what made him go back to his father's house, that he sat down, that he paused, and he thought about his life. He meditated. He contemplated on what's going on. He closed the door, as Jesus told us, go in your room and close the door. He did that. So let me close the door for for a moment in and let me evaluate the situation. I went to the world and this is what I suffered and this is not what I suffered in my father's house. With a matter of fact, I was so loved and welcomed and glorified, praised in my father's house. Why did, what did I do? And only because he did this meditation, he contemplated on what went on in his life, he made that decision and went back. Imagine if he did not give him or give himself that chance. He wouldn't have gone to his father's house. If you read the f many stories, I will um, mention the story of St. Paul, the first hermit, for example, and St. Anthony. St. Paul was going with his brother to the court, to the judge, fighting over the inheritance that their father had left. On his way, he saw a rich man going into his burial site, died and going to be buried. And then he took a moment and contemplated and meditated like, wait a minute. This guy was rich. This guy had so much money. But what did he do with that money? How did that money help him? He still died. Just by meditating on this incident, on this event, he left his brother and went and became the first hermit. He became much richer than he would have had if he had divided the inheritance between him and his brother. And so on, a lot of things. Um, one of the things that came in my mind when I was uh, reading about this, a story that maybe not a, a lot of us know about it because it's part of the Dietrich Chronicle books. Well, we read it every uh, bright Saturday, the, the story of Susanna. Susanna had a situation where she can either agree 
with the two elders who had falsely accused her that she had done um, an, a sin with a young man to agree with them to cover that sin or to say the truth and face whatever uh, judgment they, they will put on her. But she said, Lord, no, I'll be in the hand of the Lord. I will not accept that. She meditated, she contemplated on it. She's like, no, it's better to be in the hands of God rather than to be in the hands of those two elders, evil elders. So, so many things, so many stories. Let's ask ourselves, did our Lord Jesus Christ teach us to meditate on things? Yes, for example. In his sermon on the mountain, he said, look at the ravens. They don't do anything, yet none of them, um, none of them is hungry. God, the Lord of heaven, feeds them. They don't toil, they don't do anything, yet they are felt. He said, look at the lilies of the field, how beautiful they are. So even our Lord Jesus Christ is teaching us to meditate on things, to contemplate on things. David the prophet, for example, he would say, heaven will declare God's glory. The firmament, the firmament will speak about his glory. Look at the creation. He's inviting us to look at the creation. Our Lord Jesus Christ, going back to him again, in one of his um, sermons, he said, well, learn from events in life. Learn from Sodom and Gomorrah. Learn from the Ark of Noah, how they were doing before they were married and they will be given to marriage and they will drink and they will eat. But all of a sudden, the flood came. All of a sudden, the fire came on Sodom and Gomorrah. Learn from them. To make the long story short, the Bible, our Lord Jesus Christ, St. Mary, all the saints, they teach us you have to pause sometimes in your life and meditate and contemplate on what's going on. What can we meditate on? As we just said, we can meditate and contemplate on the creation, nature, events that happen out had happening to someone else or are happening to me. For example, many of us would come and yani, pay our condolences to our um, relatives and friends when someone passes away. Do we really sit down and meditate and contemplate and like, this is going to happen to me one day? Do I realize what life is? Do I come to a point of repentance? Do I come to a, a point of where like, I need to reevaluate and reassess because what happened to this person would also happen to me? We, we have so many chances to meditate and, and understand things about life. And things that happened to, to, to me, everyone in, in life, why did that happen? Why did God allow this to happen? We can also meditate and contemplate and things are happening in the world. Why evil is, is, is growing? Why the values of people are changing? Why people are compromising with their values and, and their principles in life? Why there are so many people nowadays are not valuing the, the sacrament of marriage, for example? How come a lot of people are not valuing the, the, the very uh, fundamental and the very true, precious value of the life of holiness and purity? Why? Why does God allow persecution to his loved ones, to his saints, to his um, beloved believers? So don't let things just go by without meditating on them, without contemplating on them. Think, let's take a pause. 
let's not be busy to the point of like, I don't even have time to reassess or evaluate my life. If you, I'm very sure every one of us, we know that when you go and work in any company, at the end of each year, if they don't do it twice a year, they'll do it at least once a year, they, they pause and they reassess, they evaluate whether they're gaining or losing money. And they, they reassess things and change things. Do we do that? Well, we're just so busy. So St. Mary here, Mary, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible, Susanna, St. Paul, St. Anthony. St. Anthony just meditated and contemplated on one verse. Go, sell all your possessions, and follow me. Just, uh, he just, how many verses have we read in our life? Do we meditate on those parables and those lessons that we read or not? Of course, we can, we can be here, talk so many things, uh, but you get the idea. The idea is to pause and don't be so distracted. Every one of us, me on top of everyone. Like, let's not be distracted that much. Yes, we do have a lot of business in the world, but how can we evaluate life if I don't meditate in that life? Anyway. So what can we meditate on? As I said, we can meditate on nature, we can meditate on events that happened in the past to others or happening now to others or happening to me now. Or we can meditate on events that are happening global-wide, like uh, whether international or locally, in the environment, at the house, to my friends. Things, a lot of things that can we make meditate on. What do I benefit? The other point, what do I benefit? I think uh, one of the things that we really, really can benefit from contemplating and meditating in our life to know who I am. A lot of times I don't know what I want in my life because I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want in my life. A lot of times I do have troubles in my life because I make wrong decisions and I make wrong decisions because I don't know who I am. One of those people in, um, in, the, in the Old Testament, uh, Joseph the Righteous, he had an opportunity to commit a sin with his beautiful master's wife, Potiphar's wife. But he meditated and contemplated, like, how can I do this and sin against God? Just let, let's think about it. How can I do that? This guy is going to throw me in jail? That's okay. I'm going to die anyway. But to defile my temple, the temple of God? Given that at this point, there was no even Ten Commandments. The commandment that said, do not commit adultery, was not even there. But just feeling the presence of God, he said, like, how can I do this and sin against God? And he didn't do it. I think if Adam and Eve had done this uh, very short uh, contemplation on their situation with God or meditated on what God had said, they wouldn't have said, like, Satan came to Eve and told her, is it true that God told you not to eat from all the trees? If she had just taken a second, they said, like, no, that's not exactly what God said. He said, like, come from all the trees of the garden except that one, because when you eat of it, you will die. If, just, if, if she had given herself that moment of meditation and contemplated on what God said, she wouldn't have eaten from that fruit and she wouldn't have given it to Adam. But she was distracted. She was distracted by the beauty of the fruit. It was very desirable, the Bible says. 
she was distracted by we will be like God, although that they were already like God because God created man in his image and his likeness. But again, they did not take the chance to contemplate and meditate. So number one, when I sit with myself and, and reassess and reevaluate what I did wrong, what I did right, my plans in the past, my plans in the future, and reassess things, I think I would know who I am. I am the breath of God. I am the temp my body is the temple of God. I am the image of Christ. I am an heir to heaven. I have the right to be in the heavenly kingdom forever. Heavenly kingdom forever. Do I realize that? Do I understand that? Do I know how valuable I am to Christ to the point that he came and shed his blood and gave up his life on the cross for me and everyone else? Do I just take a time aside and meditate on that? A lot of times we don't. But if I do, I will definitely stay away and avoid a lot of sins. But because I don't know who I am, because I don't know how valuable I am, I don't know how precious heaven is, I just live my life doing whatever. I'm just doing whatever everyone does. I'm living the life. The other thing is when I contemplate and meditate, I will learn who God is. God is not someone who is making orders and giving me orders, do this, do that, do that. And this is what everyone trying to portray God in our minds. When I meditate, I will truly believe that God is there. A lot of times we allow a lot of doubts to grow in our minds and because we're so distracted those doubts will grow in our minds to the points like um, they might be actually right I don't know if there's God or not I don't know if there's heaven or not why because I don't pause I don't give it a second thought I don't have time because I don't have time to meditate on the trials that I go through the first thing I do like I don't know why God is targeting me I'm not going to church again just wait just contemplate, meditate, understand God's wisdom. Pray, have that connection with him and ask him to reveal to you. So um, when, I, when I do that, I would know who God is. I will know who I am. And the third and the last point in this point is I would know the goal. For example, I'm serving. I come every Sunday and I serve and I serve in this service or that service. And I just do it, and, but I don't know really what's motivating me. I stand and pray and read the Bible because um, they told us to do that. I come on Sunday and take communion, but I don't even concentrate in the liturgy. I just do it. When we pause and we meditate on things, I will truly search for the goal. And when I am goal-driven, I will be more productive. When I don't have a goal, if I'm not driven by a strong goal, then I will not be as productive. And I will not be as happy with the fruits that I would reap when I become productive. So uh, um, what we can meditate on, we can meditate many things, as we said, nature, events, past, future, my life, others' life, things from the Bible, things from, from history. Um, what would I learn? I would learn many things about God. I will learn many things about myself. And when I do that, I will probably make the right decisions in my life. And then, of course, when I do that, I will have the right goal in mind. I will be motivated by a strong goal. I'll be more productive. Lastly, how do I do that? 
This is the hardest part. Number one, of course, I have to can be convinced that this is very important. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in many times in the Bible, it would say, like, he would go to the mountain and pray. But you don't need to pray, Christ. You're God. But I need to teach you, Christ would say, I need to teach you the life of meditation. That's why he said, when you pray, go to your room, close the door. And I think close the door here, and I, I say it many times, and we can make many sermons about just close the door. Close the door is like separate, have a partition between the world and yourself. I just want you, so between a conversation between me and you. That's hard. So Jesus himself is teaching us to do that. Even right before he was crucified, he went to Gethsemane and prayed. And he had very strong, deep, strong conversation with the Father teaching us before anything in our life we have to meditate and contemplate and, and understand things so one you have to be convinced that I need that and I, as everything else it's easier said than done the second point will be set a time set a, like a schedule time and either start, start by at least twice a week Try to see the lightest schedule, the daily schedule, in two days of the, of the week. And of course, you can rearrange that with your father of confession. But try to have this moment of silence and contem don't, yani, by the way, contemplation or meditation is not separation or separating from people. It would help. But you need to close your mind. Not close your mind like to be closed-minded. I mean like not to think about many things. Do not think about your work and your service and your problems. Just think about life. Think about God. When we do that, we have to, the number one on my list is God. Who is God? What's my relationship with God? Am I uh, getting closer to the image of Christ? Do I have real vision in life or I'm just living the life? What have I gained in the past week? What did, I, what did I gain? And so on, many things. So uh, one, be convinced that this is important. Two, set a time, uh, start with at least twice a week. Hopefully we can do it every day and later on we can actually do it every event and incident in our life. Of course, or like we're talking about St. Mary and, and St. Mary, you can talk about St. Mary and a lot of people contemplated on like she is the second heaven, she is the city of God, she is the rod of Aaron, she is the ladder of Jacob, she is the two, the two tablets. How did they come up with all these? Because they sat, they read, and they meditated on those symbols. How is it that St. Paul would tell us when Moses and the people crossed the Red Sea, it's like the baptism? How did he come up with this? He sat down, tried to allow God to speak in his heart, to understand things. This is how the fathers wrote for us the commentaries on the, on the Bible, on the books in the Bible. Because they sat down and they took a time to, uh, to contemplate and meditate. We don't do that. That's why, uh, Abuna, I read it, but I don't understand anything. Of course we don't, because we don't give ourselves that chance. So number one, be convinced. Number two, set it as a schedule and do it set a time. Number three, when you do it, it's a meeting with God to reflect on yourself and about your life. I promise to keep it short, so I will end here. But I hope um, this is enough for every one of us. 
me being first, to understand the importance of the life of contemplation and meditation, learning it from St. Mary, the life of silence. She pondered them in her heart. She did not care about like uh, keeping a log or or writing a book, uh, or um, drawing pictures, or taking pictures, or telling everyone. She did not care about anything. She what cared about is to keep this in her heart, to think about, to contemplate on what's going on, to understand who really her son is, to understand how honored she is. That's why she said, from now on, all generations will praise me and glorify me, will call me blessed. So uh, let's do what St. Mary did. Keep things in your heart, meditate, evaluate, reassess, contemplate, and try to learn things from everything. Actually, I would go as far as when sometimes we watch good movies, and I said good movies, we can actually meditate and learn a message. I'm not inviting everyone to go watch movies because when I said watch movies to learn lessons, I'm not saying that's like even that. Take a moment and understand, what did I learn? Like try to make everything in life, every event, and in every incident in life, something that you can learn something from and add it to your life. May our Lord Jesus Christ, through the intercession of St. Mary, all the saints, help us to approach and to reach this life of contemplation, meditation, the life of silence as St. Mary, pondering everything in our life, keeping the word of God in us, and be guided with his Holy Spirit. Glory be to our God forever. Amen. Aumish enesimitayo, Arishisento after Utiro, Genso Bepshoshoni Parthenos, Pito Tokos Maria, Represpe Vinereego, Odishos and Nefterenti Tokos, Maria Smaven Pensoti, the Kenin Novin unable to aim at Shoisereego, Oni Martyros and the Menkemi Abamoris, them Negma 